0: Welcome to the Aversion Podcast. I'm your host, Zainab Yate, and I'm the author of When Breastfeeding Sucks What You Need to Know About Nursing Aversion and Agitation. So, this episode is about what can help with aversion and what can alleviate aversion for you. And I have to be really clear and say that some people are going to have to grin and bear it and others are going to find that some things work. And what works depends on why you have a version. So I can't do it justice in a short podcast but I will cover what we know, at least anecdotally, that can help. So let's start. If you have one nursling and they are under the age of 12 months old, then they need milk. Milk is their main source of nutrition for the first year. So that can be formula or breast milk. It's unlikely, therefore, that the aversion you're experiencing is a natural biological trigger to wean them. If they're over 12 months, and you know, we're talking maybe nearer the two year mark, we do know that. Um, you can have lactase inhibition, and milk being digested isn't really as comfortable, and so aversion could possibly be a natural biological trigger to wean. That doesn't mean that you have to wean, it just means that you maybe have to make some adjustments. So those are two clear distinctions if your nursling is quite young, or if your nursling is into toddlerhood and beyond. Aversion can be for that biological reason. Another very clear biological reason could be the return of your postnatal menses. And that can be as early as, you know, six weeks, three months, four months for women, even if they're exclusively breastfeeding and haven't introduced a dummy or a bottle. And although this is supposedly rare, we do see it a lot in the aversion community, where the return of the postnatal menses and therefore the return of the postnatal hormones during menstruation, the soreness around your nipples and your breasts when you're menstruating either before, during or after can be a cause for aversion because it's not comfortable anymore to breastfeed. And if your menses are five days or six days or seven days and you experience a little bit of PMT or maybe some moods after your menses, then you're gonna find for those days, whether it's five days, six days, seven days, 10 days, somewhere, and find even up to two weeks, you're gonna have soreness around your nipples, it's gonna be uncomfortable to feed and therefore you're going to not want to feed and if you do have to feed, which most breastfeeding mothers continue to do because nurslings do not understand or comprehend having a break when you're on your menses, you're gonna be in pain or discomfort. And it's only natural and human to be agitated when you have a repeated activity that is painful or uncomfortable. And you could get angry, irritated. Some women find that the neurological response is that you have a kind of skin itching sensation, a very uncomfortable, restless leg going on, especially at night. And so that is another clear biological reason for your aversion. And... There are some things you can help to minimise that or alleviate that and they start with things like app tracking so you know when you're going to get your menses, when you ovulate and when to expect these kind of emotions to arise. And then there are some studies that show things like primrose oil taken to manage and lessen the symptoms of your menses do help many women alongside a few other interventions and it really depends on you and what works for you. Some women find that their emotional balance in their life will affect their menses. So for example, when they are stressed, their menses will be affected. When they are sleep deprived, their menses will be affected. And so working around changing your lifestyle and things in your life to regulate your menstrual cycle and listen to what's happening can actually reduce some of the symptoms of your menses and therefore help you in managing aversion. Those really are the two main things I wanted to cover for this short podcast. The main kind of biological reasons for many women to get aversion and what you can do about it now this may seem like very easy to understand it's not rocket science however because there's so little out there on aversion it really does need to be said so that mothers like myself i remember feeling alone and completely in the dark and completely like a monster and completely thinking it was just me it's just not the case actually many women go through this And there's nothing out there to indicate that things like your menses or your biological changes around your menstrual cycle can affect um, you when you breastfeed. And it just needs to be pointed out so that if this is something for you, you can take the steps to alleviate it by managing your biology, essentially, and regulating your hormones. And there's lots of ways that people can do that. And I'm not here to prescribe a particular way. You know, I know many women over the years that use homeopathic remedies to do that. And coming from someone who reads thousands of research protocols for my research ethics committee every year, it was difficult for me to understand why you use homeopathy, because it's not a kind of evidence-based, gold-standard clinical treatment. But it works. It just works for them. You know, outside of placebo, it works. And I'm not here to say one thing or another about it, just to raise awareness about aversion, the triggers for aversion, the causes for aversion, and essentially what we find in anecdotal data that helps with aversion. And I will do another podcast on a little bit more of a deeper layering reason why aversion happens and what can help.